I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway... You're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What's up, all you rockers and rockettes and everything in between? Welcome back to a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. That is right. We are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And we do it one track at a time. You know the drill if you've been here before, and if you haven't, welcome. I am your co-host, Mark Meyer. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey... How are we feeling? Are we feeling rockish or are we feeling power ballady? Oh, I tell you, we got some tremendous news in the world of Van Halen this morning. Uh, Ryan Powell was the first one to break it for me. I'll save it for the news segment, but uh, it made me deliriously happy. Um, and actually in Canada, I think it might be getting released right around my anniversary. So I've already put the hint in to my wife, but of course yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that. But needless to say, a couple of big, uh, Van Halen, th- Van Halen things, uh, happening today. And, yeah. uh, we're being joined by one of our favorite guests and, and we're going to go deep uh, into some stats tonight. And I'm really looking forward to that. Why don't you introduce our very special guest? 
You've seen him in the chat or uh, the Twitter feed, likely. He, uh, very vocal, very opinionated. Uh, sometimes those opinions clash with uh, my own, and that's okay. We encourage that. Uh, but uh, I'm sure he will not rest until I finally give uh, credit where credit is due on Van Halen 3. That day will never happen, but uh, he's going to try his damnedest, I'm sure. Welcome to the show, our patron and our loyal listener, Chaz Mataz. Chaz, how you doing, sir? Hey, guys. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, man, I'm doing well. Thanks. Great to be here. Great Always to be here. And yeah, time. you know, I've, I think I've given up on the Van Halen 3 thing, you know. <laughs> After having spent so much time with your data, I'm convinced beyond the shadow. It does not <laughs> deserve any of the, uh, you know, I mean, it's like other, other types of works that I've endeavored to listen to. Um, you know, it, it's it, of, of that same category where there's effort involved. You really have to approach it as this was a statement, this was a period in time, and this was, you have to, you really have to sit down with it, you have to work at it, and you have to um, not, in, in other words, you don't, you don't rock with something like that, so no, I think I'm done, I think I'm out on that argument. <laughs> Well, I'm he, tapping out. He, I'm he, tapping he, out, he, man. I give. He's uh, he's tapping out of the argument, but he mentioned something interesting. He spent a lot of time with analyticals. Uh, Chaz, uh, if I'm not mistaken, man, you've got something you're you're ready to share with everybody in terms of the analyticals of our show. <laughs> uh, you want to go ahead and uh, dive into what's going on with that? I do. Yes, um, I'll bring in my flavor of what I'm calling now Chazalytics. Uh, you know, as we were uh, <laughs> lurking oh, around <laughs> in in the Discord earlier, I, I gave a I, I gave what was it a, a Chaz Chazmafesto. So I'm just I'm, I'm running with nice. it. You guys have inspired <laughs> everything I've done. So you know, and and you know, being somebody with a marketing background as well, I would say that uh, you know the best ideas have already been you know taken. So just you know, steal from the best. So that's what sure, I do. Sure. All credit to you guys. So um, what we've got here, you know, you guys did your show uh, a few weeks ago and you had your spreadsheet. Um, I was in the, the the feed and I and I watched and I was lurking and I saw the spreadsheet and I said, hey, Corey, give me that spreadsheet, man. In my day job out in the world, um, I work in data and analytics. So um, data science, data analytics, data visualization, data storytelling, kind of my wheelhouse. And so I was like, you know what? I can jazz up the uh, the the podcast, Will Rock Data. And so we've got a couple things to look at real quickly here. Uh, this one is a, a, a story, and it's done using a, a technology called Flourish, and it's a data storytelling tool. Um, but what I've done is basically taken your spreadsheet and all that data. And the, the first thing I did was I kind of cleaned it up. It was a little dirty as we talked about what last week or so, you know, we were talking about the categorization, right? What, mm -hmm. what songs are boogies, what songs are, you know, swing, what's heavy metal, you know, um, things like that. Um, so we cleaned up the data first and then I, I actually enriched it. I added some stuff to it. So I went out and got, um, you know, our IAA rankings, like, you know, we, we added a column in your, your spreadsheet to say, was this a single or not, right? Because once you've got all that data about how people voted, right, did they vote things up in terms of, you know, what dreams are made of at the end of the show, right? Or, or um, uh, is this dream over? Did they vote it down? Once you've got these, you know, kind of binary statistics, is it, you know, good or bad, right? Or, you know, yes or no, um, you can enrich that data and do a bunch of other things and start making inferences and start talking about 
um, this data in a way that perhaps we hadn't before. So what I did was I jazzed it up a little bit using these tools. Uh, the first one we're looking at here on the screen is called Flourish. And uh, this is just a, a visual story. Um, our first visualization here is basically looking at all the album covers. Um, and, and what we have is a ranking, guys. So this is a ranking of how um, the... Um, uh, how the albums are in fact stacked versus um, how people have been voting. So in, in order from left to right, I've got this slider here. I'm just going to grab it and move over so you can see our first, uh, our first, uh, you know, is uh, 1984, first album, 1984, the, the score uh, or, you know, what dreams are made of is up at 91.6 on average for the entire record. And that's what we did with some of the, the stats, right? We went ahead and made aggregations and created some averages and, you know, smoothed the data out and started looking at it, you know, more statistical means, right? And, and you guys do this on the fly every week. Corey's always diving in the spreadsheet. You guys are always asking questions like how many do we have left? Have we done that yet? What did we do, right? You're always using your data. So now hopefully this will mm -hmm. be a little easier in that you can come to the first tab in this story and you can just start scrolling through and it's in order. And yep, you know, apologies to Gary. He's there at the end. <laughs> Van Halen 3. What dreams are made of score of 44.8. And that's uh, uh, with a, uh, this dream is over score. And that's like the other big you know piece of this story, right? So you have these really strong uh, you know, scores for all the other records on what dreams are made of, but there's an equally, you know, interesting story in the strength of, or the weakness of the, the score that is, um, uh, this dream is over because that is the way people vote every week. Right. So this is mm -hmm. cool. Cause we've got them, you know, both ways to look at it. So we also wanted to comprehend too, that we're not done yet. Right. This is like a, a, a right. horse race, right. There's a, um, at this point, as we know, um, 50% complete on Mark's favorite record. And, you know, as he was, uh, articulating last week, that'll be a happy couple of weeks when you're hitting Sammy, every one in a row, uh, going out in a big fuck show. Right. So that's what well, that, for that album, especially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah, but here you go. I mean, balance, right? Another one where you guys uh, are, you know, you've made comments, and so we won't uh, we won't bias the audience, but uh, obviously you got a lot left to go. And on some of these other records, even the ones that are the gold, uh, the Goldilocks uh, uh, records here in terms of color coding, um, everything that's gold here is Dave. And, you know, and again, this is in order left to right. So you can see it doesn't take a, a data scientist to tell you that you've got uh, – you know, Dave here, and if you click on these colors, guys, actually, it'll just give you Dave's records, oh, and you nice. can kind of go to your scroll and oh, kind of go right. down, so you can kind of do that, and you can kind of uh, isolate that. You can isolate Sammy, so then Sammy's will come in. So at a glance, real quick, um, you can get what the fuck is that? It, what it, was should, that? it should be it should be pointed out in our uh, a few of our lurkers are uh, looking at this graph and they're noticing that fifty one fifty is below some other albums and they yeah. are saying people are insane. It's important to note that while 5150 might be uh, on the low side, according to this graph, we're not done with it. It's only 77.8% right. uh, complete, which there you go. Like it, we could see by the time we're done with the whole album. And I know we've covered 5150, the, the song, but by the time yep. we're done with the whole album, that, that number could skyrocket or it could just plummet. We don't know. Um, they're saying people are insane just because uh, uh, some of the other albums are above it, and that might be true. But again, it's it's based on the votes, you guys. And um, 
balance we're we're not even halfway through balance so that's why balance is sort of a uh, uh ahead of uh 5150 at the moment so it's just patience is all i'm saying uh wait wait for the voting to go full in effect until we finish these albums and then <laughs> and then we can decide if people are insane exactly exactly and then they have any questions like did we do the song yet or not what were the votes? How did Mark vote? How did Corey vote? Uh, come out to tab 10 and just type in anything up here in the search. This is a really robust search. So it starts out blank, but, you know, go ahead, use my hand. I won't look. Um, you can go ahead and type in anything here, whether it's a song, whether it's, you know, uh, an album, whether it's a musical style, whether it's uh, you can just type in Gary and you start you know, <laughs> yeah, typing and there you go everything we've done and everything look at, look at everything we have it black so <laughs> you just type in gary like, yeah exactly and yeah. so look at your color key right there you go so you guys clearly know how to use your analytics so that's at it's <laughs> at tab 10 so i'm going to power back to to one where we were so again you get the idea of what we're doing there um now we've got some other stuff that you might want to you know um watch what you're imbibing in before you start messing around with the filters on this one but uh, this yeah. one is uh, what I call the twig and berries. But now this is essentially um, looking at every everyone that uh, you guys have done to date, right? So every song that you've reviewed by album, um, what was uh, what the dreams are made of up here in what I call the uh, the berries, and then you got the twigs down here. This dream is over. Uh, you hover over this stuff, you'll get the statistics on the individual songs. And looking at Gary. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> so, yeah, I, know the the, I know the listeners can't see what we're what we're looking at right now, but right. let's just yeah. say, like, for Gary's section, uh, there's Again. the color of red is the dream is over, and it's just we're just looking at a block of red. <laughs> yeah. And so you know, all, go, go all check out the episode on YouTube. You'll be able to see all the yeah, graphs yeah, on the YouTube you version. Yeah. It's all there, there you, you guys. So, yeah, so you can look at all vocalists this way so again that's the twig and berries this one's just fun this is the wheel you can go take a look the bigger the slice uh the bigger the score and i did this one color coding just to kind of you know draw it out that look at that so far based on what you've reviewed those are the scores and that's a big uh big black wheel at the moment so um again you know <laughs> keep in mind that you've got uh, a bunch of um you know albums in state you're uh, what how many how many tr shows you got left on this there group? might be a 32. quiz afterwards scott okay so the there way. you go right yeah <laughs> yeah so bookmark now and uh um but anyway uh this next one here <laughs> yes, this scott, one really... <laughs> yeah, scott, scott brings said up a great inside point. killed 5150's album and he said it's amazing how uh, one bad song can tank a percentage and he's right yep 100 yep. percent yeah yeah. So this one, you can come out here and take a look at Mark. We were looking at this one last night and you were like, I don't know about the circles on that. So <laughs> Okay. Uh, it did not look like what I'm looking at right now. It did not look <laughs> exactly. like that. So there was it a transformation. Yeah, there yeah. Was just, okay. Thank you. Cause those yeah. circles, I was like, I don't understand what I'm looking at. Right see, now. And that's it. Right. So good, yeah. good analytics is supposed to be at a glance. You get it. Right. So this one's supposed to show the concentration pretty I clearly see. here, right? The lower the, um, this dream is over score, the higher, 
higher the score for um, what dreams are made of, it's going to cluster. And that's exactly what's happening. So again, Goldilocks is hogging the uh, primary quadrant up there, but we're not done. Look at the bottom though there. Now what you got, this is more than just the studio albums. I took also the tracks from the compilations. Um, and I noticed today, thanks to the news, that Humans Being wasn't in the list. So we'll add that there too, because you haven't uh, done it yet. But um, uh, that down, down there at the very bottom, that's the best stuff. And that's Sammy. So that, it's real interesting. And so you want to dive in wow. deeper when you get questions on that stuff. It's where you come out here. You can take a look at it and you can look at their scores um, by vocalist. And this is kind of a spectrum now um, looking at how has uh, how have the songs that you've listened to, uh, how are they performing by category? Right. So this is why I was saying the categorization is important. Um, so what you have on the Y axis or on the uh, on the rail, right, is the musical style. And then across the bottom, it's the what what the the score was and you have uh, color coding for each of the artists but look at the clustering um in in the you know look at it like a football field or look at it between uh you know 80 and 100 and particularly 90 and 100 look at the concentration first of all everything on the left side of this graph guys what color is it black. i mean it is black which well, is, who is it? david lee roth that's there it. you go just, and that's exactly it. Let me get yeah. let me get uh, Sammy out of there. Let me get Gary out of there. That's Dave Spread. So you know clearly the popularity of Dave, if nothing else, guys. You know, and and you can see there's a narrative in the dashboard, right? I've written a story that goes along with this. But the bottom line is, as you interact with the data, it becomes very apparent that right. This is a you know the, at this point, given everything we've listened to, percentages of albums, uh, Dave is crushing it. Um, you know, you need some time to have uh, the other guys come along, but Dave's crushing it by such a wide margin that I don't know that the gaps that we see can be closed, right? Because here's the other half of that, the graph switch. And we look at, uh, you know, the, the, the scores for this dream is over. Um, again, by artist, and you can see, you know, uh, who's, who's more favored here to the left, um, you know, uh, and certainly, you know, again, apologies. What I'm, what I'm getting is uh, th this was a graph that Chaz wanted to show us, uh, I guess, why he, he believes and why uh, everyone else believes that Dave is the superior vocalist based on this graph, because that's, that's what I'm seeing here. I'm seeing is like, okay, you see, you see how well we voted for Dave versus Versus Sammy and uh, I feel like this is all just a ploy to uh, get to point fingers at Mark and be like, ha ha, told you, you were wrong, motherfucker. And it's like, okay. Not yet, like, no. I keep saying that. <laughs> Sammy, look, so you're going to see more red dots appear on this graph. But what we're inferring right. is the trend so far is that Dave's highs are so much higher than Sammy's highs at this point, guys. Right. Yeah. You know, unless we're really, we're talking, unless you're like the firm believer that, nope, Sammy's 10s out of 10s are in this. And, you know, he's not there yet and he's going to come back. That could happen. So this is where the analytics start to become fun, right? You know, as we start to yeah. build incrementally every week, you know, the story will continue to change and evolve. The the further we go along, the yeah, it, it will be fun or it'll be miserable. I'm not sure because, uh, <laughs> the re I mean, one of, one of the main reasons why, and this is just, this is just a fact, the main reason why Dave is really leading the charge 
on these graphs is because we have done we've reviewed more Dave songs. Oh that's yeah, just, uh, that's just the exactly. spin of the wheel. There's that, and then unfortunately, a lot uh, or not a lot, but the the the. There's a uh, steady few of Sammy's uh, songs that we've done that have been not the best. So right away, that's just going to, uh, you know, kill the average right away, you know, in terms of voting for exactly. yay versus nay. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's true. And, and uh, yeah, it'll be really interesting the further we go along when we start spinning a lot more Sammy because Dave's running out. Uh, I, exactly. I, I might even predict we run out of... Uh, of Dave tunes before Sammy at this point. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting when we start really diving into more Sammy's, uh, than the Dave songs, because at the moment we spun more Dave than anybody. Uh, and that makes sense because Dave's been, uh, Dave's been on more albums, right? He's yeah, oh yeah, uh, three he's, more albums. Yeah. Yep. So there yep. you go. So that's just, I mean, that's just naturally going to happen. So by the end of this, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure when this is all said and done that dave will be the guy uh raising his hand in victory as far as these polls go and as far as like who, yeah, who won the charge and, and everybody's yeah. yeah i mean there there is a bias for sure yeah. we've talked about that but i mean yep. just logistically uh the way the voting has turned out and uh, where we're at right now it's going to be Dave's game. <laughs> like Dave, Dave's okay. going to take this one, you know, probably Scott, maybe not leaps and bounds, but he's going to take it. Scott Everett brings up something interesting, though. It would be interesting to see a weighted without insight on 5150 and without a, a political blues on OU812. Because those are the two that are going to kind of bring those uh, albums down, right? Yeah, That's we a, can mess around with all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So here, though, here yeah. here's an interesting chart. So Mark's dream's over. Look at this. So you've downvoted four Dave songs. Seven <laughs> apologies yeah. to our friend. Uh, and are, then, this is just my analytics. This is just this yours. Is just yeah. yours. Yeah, wow. that's you. And then here's Corey. So Corey, you know, clear bias there, as we know. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Might be declared, but here we go. Here's here's where Mark's dreams are made of this. Look at this. Look at all of that. Look at, look at how much you <laughs> like Dave. Now, let me point Holy this cow. out. Yeah, look at yeah. that. Very lopsided well, again, right? We know once there's a again, there. We know there's once a again, there. we have we have gone over more Dave songs, and, <laughs> and fortunately, I'm yeah, it and, to and, you. <laughs> I'm giving it to you, man. Uh, but, but look at the distribution here. You guys are practically neck and neck. With the way it's voting, look at the, look right. At that. So look at that. So for all this idea that you guys are so far apart, you're not. Not no, really. We're not. not at the end of the day, <laughs> and that's what this shows us. So this one's really cool. Um, we've got another dashboard, but guys, I don't know. Do you want me to go into the other one now, or we can do that maybe another time? Uh, there's another dashboard that's a Tableau dashboard. Um, that is, uh, so again, what we looked at here, this is a, uh, a data visualization, uh, tool called flourish. Uh, that's what we were looking at there. Uh, there's another tool that I use, uh, copy, let's come out here. It's called Tableau and it does more of, uh, your standard kind of dashboard. Anybody that's got a, you know, got a job where you got to access <laughs> your key performance indicators and look at your metrics and, uh, you know, 
uh, understand um, any kind of pipe sales pipelines, or you know, you got your dashboards, you got to check in on um, Tableau is uh, what you're looking at on the screen now. And again, from your same uh, spreadsheet, all the same data. Um, I might be a week behind on this one because I think I finished this one, and then we did you did your show last week, and I think I updated the story, and I haven't gone back to this yet, but. Um, I will update it nonetheless. As you can see, just a different take on the same things. You can come out here and select this filter. Uh, what dreams are made over? The dream is over, and it's coming in, and it's kind of looking at it, and it's increasing the size of your balls based on how well they scored. So uh, uh, where there's, you know, what dreams are made of, as you would expect, like we saw with the other data, right? So it's all favoring Dave right now. Uh, but this one is going to give you, on an ongoing basis, you know, what, what are the top top five um, that have been voted up. And the reason why there's no color differentiation here or what I, why I went with like a bumblebee uh, color scheme on this one was that these are all Dave songs. So the top five, um, I, you know, oh. I brought the scores in. Um, but the top five songs that have been voted, uh, um, you know, are uh, Little Guitars through DOA. Um, and then your albums by their dream state, the dreams, uh, you know, uh, selecting that filter here uh, puts them in order. Um, the size is uh, relative to the strength of the average, uh, what dreams are made of score. And then you'll have the inverse when you select the filter up there. As you can see, our friend Gary takes over the number one spot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, so you got this one and then there's some nuance again, when we kind of look at this, this was, uh, really kind of just putting this, uh, if people, there are those among us that are more spreadsheets or, you know, just kind of give me the numbers inclined. Um, so I did just a quick ranking here, just, uh, um, with the strength of the, the, what dreams are made of scores. Uh, so favoring more of the positive stuff, not focusing so much on this dream is over. Um, but telling the story of, you know, what, what's popular and the strength of it, because every Everybody's voting on you know either side of that binary every week, right? Um, so again, little guitars. You can see the relative strengths, and this is where it gets interesting, guys. And this is why I was saying before that I don't know that the gap is going to get close with what you've got left. Given now, I, I take it, Mark, you're you're absolutely right. There are some of Sammy's best songs have yet to come. Dave still has some of his best songs that have yet to come too, right? I so mean, here's the deal. That's fair. That's very fair. Right? That, that's the truth too. So take a look at this though. Sammy's first song doesn't show up until number 24 at this point on everything yeah, you yeah. guys have done. Okay. So that's why I'm saying there's a really wide spread and look at these numbers. Dave is consistently in the nineties to the high eighties, right? I mean, look at that. And his lows are not as low, again, as the others. So this is what, you know, we won't spend so much time today going into it, but this is what this shows. Um, this, again, now looking at it, the, the same kind of argument by musical style, the strength, again, of the highs of one guy versus the highs of the other. Look at this. For boogies, Dave's highs are at, you know, it's 98% for, you know, take your whiskey home. Sammy, what's in here? Uh, get up. And that's like, you know, what, 77, uh, you know, it came in at 77%, right? So again, it's just like when you start looking at the filter and you start messing around, uh, especially where there's heavy crossover, right? So like, because that's the other thing that this pointed out, doing this categorization showed that Dave was actually more diverse. He did a lot more musical styles than Sammy has, right? Um, and that's just, you know, straight up truth. But again, look at it. Now, here's the gap closed a little bit. And this is where Sammy's obviously got a strength, right? Pop metal. 
Sammy's top of the pops at this point. Why can't this be love at 87.9 versus Dave feel your love tonight at 93.5 with what we've called pop metal, right? So again, this is where the kind of nuance comes in. It's like, what do we expect of these singers, right? Are they doing their job, bringing what they're supposed to, you know, they clearly not cut out to do the blues, that kind of thing, right? This is what that kind of stuff shows. Um, so that'll be interesting as, again, we get a complete body of work. That'll be great when this is all said and done. Um, this one is just another take on your up-down voting, guys, so you can spend time arguing about that all day. But you're you're pretty closely aligned. And again, that's what those, those shapes were showing. These were just some funky graphs I threw out here to show the highs and the lows by artists and try and make something that looked like a Frankie. <laughs> you know, in terms of a, oh, I see what you know, there. kind of a Frankenstrat. And then I had a bunch of stripes. So this is really just kind of a distribution to show uh, relative to the center line, um, you know, how closely distributed uh, songs are um, relative to their beats per minute, which I thought was an interesting angle. Trying to understand was there a correlation between the speed of a song and its relative popularity? There is a slight correlation, but that's the only one, and it's very slight. Um, more to the point, where songs were released as singles, uh, actually showing more popularity. And I think that's just because there's more of an imprint, right, in people's minds. But that that's pretty cool. Um, and then anyway, this is just a summary of the songs left to go by album. And you can filter it if you select uh, Dave up here, goes to all Dave songs here. You can check out those distributions and then you can see what we have left. Um, whoop, the filter came off. There we go. And that's just Dave's stuff there. Gary, we got two songs, Josefina and The One I Want. So anyway, those are your two Chazolytic products, guys, and we'll keep those updated. And uh, you've got the links to them. And it's been a real pleasure to deep dive in your data, man. Uh, you know, to be able to have worlds collide, you know, uh, for me, just doesn't get any better. Well, we appreciate your work, man. And that's a, obviously you put a lot of time and effort into this. And we just w want it to be said that we are appreciative of the time and effort because that those are very interesting numbers. But I'll be honest, it's discouraging on my part just because it's like, wow, yeah, you guys, it doesn't matter how, how good the song is on Sammy's side. So many of you out there are just going to downvote it because it's Sammy. And like uh, the stats, the stats have spoken. Uh, thanks. Thanks to Chaz. So. Pretty much, there sir. But now what are, again, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? Well, listen, there's another visualization I'm doing. I'm not done yet, but wait, there's more. So there's more to come. This is an iterative process as we do these things. So oh, sure. again, yeah, yeah. I wanted to encourage because our patrons have been participating with us as people get ideas for, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we could see, or as we were seeing in some of the chat here, I wasn't following as closely, but I saw some like, you know, people throwing out questions. We can answer them. So contact me through Twitter. Or we can talk at the end about how to get a hold of me or get me you know through you guys um but so mark to your point there's a horse race here and so at this point right again there are some really strong horses coming up out of both camps so uh you know and and actually gary's got one more i think strong one but anyway anyway you know um i'll put that aside um the the where the real battle is 
there's going to be a war. So I'm going to have another cool visualization that'll kind of help you get to that place where you can understand, no, you know what? This is really, it's a race. It's, it's a marathon, man, at this point, right? It is a marathon. It's uh, I, I, I don't have high hopes for one person in particular. <laughs> and, then, and then the other guy is just dead in the water. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll There's see. Fight we'll still, here. Uh, as you said, the, it's far from over. We've still got quite a few songs to go through left in the catalog. Not as many as uh, uh, you might you might have thought, but uh, we no. still got a few. So you never know how the voting is going to go. But yeah, that uh, once again, thank you, Chaz, for that, man. That's yeah, that's my good pleasure, stuff. Guys. So uh, if you guys uh, listening in uh, didn't see that, do uh, after this episode is airing, please go to our YouTube, check that out, look at the visuals that Chaz came up with, and you can get a better idea of what we're looking at in terms of the stats for the show. So once again, thank you so much, Chaz, for that. Um, should we just jump right into uh, some quick news for you, Corey? Uh, head on over to the VHND.com. Lots of great articles on there, including a clip of Mammoth WVH performing on the Today Show. They did the songs I'm All Right and Waiting. I'm All Right is maybe my favorite track off the new uh, Mammoth album. It's, it's absolutely real fantastic. Good. Hell yeah. Really, really, really great. Good. So yep. go check that out. I know one of our newest patrons, Janice, uh, she uh, uh, mentioned that uh, Mammoth was going to be on the Today Show. So I'm glad I get to watch these because I'm not getting up that early in the morning. Uh, not even no. for Wolfie. I'm sorry. That's what YouTube's uh, for. That's right. That's right. Uh, Glenn Hughes fronted Van Halen. Hughes says it almost happened. That's right. Check that out on the Van Halen news desk. Uh, Wolfgang also names his favorite Eddie Van Halen guitar solo. And uh, Mark, I'm assuming you haven't read this article yet. Do you know what song he picked? Uh, I have not read the article. I'm going to say he picked the one from uh, When It's Love. How about the one from the most manifested song from you in the history of this show? Humans Being? Amsterdam. <laughs> oh, Amsterdam. Oh. Amsterdam is Wolfie's Technically, favorite. Technically, that's a proxy soul. vote, but yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, the uh, fourth episode of the uh, Van Halen 1984 documentary dropped. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I can't wait. Uh, they've just been knocking it out of the park. The tape's archive on YouTube. Uh, go check that out. The link is also on the Van Halen news desk. Uh, and I know he's had all sorts of issues with rights and everything. Uh, I just really, really applaud him for, for going through and finishing off the documentary because uh, he's doing a fantastic job. But let's get to the big news uh, dropped today. Uh, the Van Hagar era is getting a remastered re-release coming this October. The box set of all the Sammy Hagar albums will be coming along with a disc of what they call rarities, uh, even though there's nothing rare about them because it's the three tracks from <laughs> Best of Both Worlds. It's Humans Being, it's Respect the Wind, uh, it's Crossing Over, which we did on this show. Um, so really not a lot of rarities oh, respect uh, in the there. Wind. Ooh. Yeah, respect the window. Actually, there was wow. a a lost song from the Twister soundtrack that Sammy was hinting could be a part of this uh, compilation, but it's not. So that was a big Aww. disappointment. However, Aww. we are getting remastered versions of 5150, OU812, For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, and Balance. And the, the big question on our Discord server all day was... Well, two of those albums for sure definitely don't need much of a remastering because they already sound fucking phenomenal, and that's for unlawful and balance. Yeah. Uh, oh, you wait one two in, in uh, fifty one fifty. However, uh, you know yeah. we, we always kind of talked about the mix a little bit. Could use maybe more of a remixing in, in some some of those uh, instances as opposed to a remaster. But either way, it's going to be the best these albums have ever sounded uh, coming out this October. Even though Canadian Amazon is listing the release date for the vinyl version on as September twenty second, which is the day before my oh. anniversary. 
So I, I was well, definitely hitting know. pretty hard at the wife that uh, this would make a great <laughs> anniversary pe- present. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that the albums that don't need to be tampered with too, too much, they're not going to touch. They're not going to, they might touch it just a tad, but I mean, like the consensus has been around for years at this point, which ones need the remixing, the remastering and the ones that don't. And as you said, so uh, yeah, please leave the fuck album alone. It sounds great. If anything, I guess make it, louder sure just make it louder i guess that's it well uh, and kevin has a great point it also means you get to buy for unlawful and balance on vinyl without a second mortgage which as, <laughs> as someone who paid multiple hundreds of dollars for both you of those did, records i'm a little pissed off right now but I, I totally get it i mean it's not funny but it is but i mean like see this is this is the collector's dilemma this is exactly why i have to uh not do that uh yeah. as much as i love physical media and i still have like Every once in a while, I'll collect a really cool uh, steel book of Blu-rays uh, because I like physical media, but that is a slippery slope. I commend all of you guys out there that are collectors, uh, you know, near and far because it's a commitment. And uh, when you're really committed to it, you better hope it doesn't break your bank account while you're at it. But nevertheless, looking forward to those uh, remasterings, that's going to be really, really killer. Uh, uh, moving along, yeah, moving along. Uh, let's just go right into the uh, last week. We d- we discussed the track "One Foot Out the Door," and uh, we got an overwhelming response, which was an eighty-five point five percent "What Dreams Are Made Of" versus a fourteen point five "The Dream Is Over." I kind of anticipated this one was going to get uh, in the kind of the thumbs up uh, realm because it's it's rare unless it's a Van Halen three song or just a up for breakfast then chances are people aren't going to vote down too hard but uh so there we are uh we say i'm just going to jump into our uh our tweets from the poll from our patrons that's right if you want to get your tweet guaranteed red and we had a lot of tweets on this one you want it guaranteed red join our patreon it's as simple as that and we will read it on the show we'll find a tier that's right for you if you don't see one uh sean geek and fast fret podcast that's our buddy sean mcginnity says i literally don't care what anyone votes this is one of my favorite van halen songs of all time period is it weird fuck yeah does it have a kicking guitar solo of course is this eddie and pure coked out of his mind brilliance yes so um you heard it here folks sean mcginnity uh condones drug use as long as it makes uh the rock and roll sound that much rock- harder so thank you sean uh <laughs> kevin brown and he's in the chat so he can defend himself if need be he goes nah not for me just a last minute filler track by the sound of it there's nothing wrong with it per se but what? it stands out as the weakest track on the album by a fair distance for me could have been interesting had they worked up the idea fully. Um, so there you go. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, people that commented on that particular tweet as well that, uh, let's just say, didn't agree with Kevin. But there you are. Uh, Ryan Powell says, I am known for never 
downvoting a Van Halen song, when considering One Foot Out the Door and the Dark Synth Prelude, which are a combined uh, zero to nine so far in my bracket, I have to consider that this is not a song so much as an intense bookend to their most intense album. He goes on to say, while essentially a song fragment when viewed on its own and consequently does not compare well against other songs in the Van Halen catalog, in the context of the masterpiece of Fair Warning, it holds up amazingly well. That's a mouthful. He goes on. On its own, it's frustrating that it fades out just as Eddie is getting going, but it's perfect that it fades out the solo to end the album the way Mean Street's intro solo fades into uh, to begin it. It's a, it's a conclusion of the intensity that started with Mean Street and makes a great closing counterpoint to that amazing introduction. Ultimately, even at 0-9, to nine, my streak remains intact. Hashtag what dreams are made of. So, uh, a lot to say uh, for Ryan to go, uh, yeah, it's an intense bookend. It's not so much a song. Um, I assume he means, uh, like, I mean, he said what dreams are made of, so he had to give it the thumbs up. I, but uh, I feel like he was stretching in that explanation, but maybe not. Maybe you can explain yourself in the in the chat there, Ryan. But Rave Flav says, I tend to skip over the intro and then onto one foot out the door. I never skip it. Agreed. A filler song that sounds rushed to completion and rushed to production and Ed Solo saves it. Except I think this is a great swinger. An homage to Dave's idol, Jim Dandy Mangrum. So, Rave Flav, yeah, there you go. He's got a, a new perspective on it. Scott Monroe says, This is a weird two-headed Frankenstein's monster that feels like an appropriate closer... Uh, Closer for the album. Uh, uh, my What Dreams Are Made Of vote, however, is mainly based on nostalgia. In high school, we had an English class project that had something to do with famous literary figures. Uh, my group made a video with a camcorder. It opened with two minutes of a classmate portraying Henry David Thoreau wearing a yellow hooded raincoat because it was drizzling outside. <laughs> that just sounds like Georgie from It. Um, but he says, uh, he strolled through a yard, stroking his chin, ponderously observing trees and birds and stuff. We all float down <laughs> and, here, Georgie. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. And, and, and guess what I dubbed over as the soundtrack to Thoreau's Stroll? That's right. Sunday afternoon in the park. It got laughs during class presentation day. The plotting synth is what I'm here for, while the half-baked song that comes after is fine as an album outro. Um, I, that's, I get it. I completely get it on that one. Uh, I'm not going to fight you too hard on it. So, uh, our friend Josh fat man on guitar says, I saw Van Halen perform Sunday afternoon on the fair warning tour. One cool thing, the way the synth kind of pings along with the big drum hits was from Eddie pounding on it. Analog synth could do some, some, uh, some weird things that digital can't. And this one is what dreams are made of. Cool, cool, cool. Cool stuff there. Um, I'm envious because I never got to see any of Van Halen live, so mm. that's another story. Uh, Scott Everett says, probably the most fitting way to wrap up Fair Warning. A crazy synth line with Ed blowing minds with that guitar solo. My only complaint is that it isn't longer. So there's another pro. There we go. Uh, let's see. Uh, Greg Zito says, incredible guitar solo over a mediocre track. 
You can tell this was rushed. I have to agree with Mark. The dream is over. Yay! Finally, somebody <laughs> willing to admit it. <laughs> this is fine. Um, and it's not like I absolutely hated the song. I mean, I went into it. I went into my reasons why, so it is what it is. Uh, our buddy Tarm Armbruster, and he's in the chat as well, said, if uh, if that ride-out solo was any less gonzo, it might have been over. Could it be what bad dreams are made of? <laughs> so are you calling this song a nightmare, Tom? Explain yourself. You're in the chat. <laughs> in my head canon, he's calling this song a nightmare. So there you go. All right. Moving forward. Uh, new to the patron, Janice. Our friend Janice says, no, I don't want this to end. I love the podcast. So I, she is reacting to uh, something we said on the show as opposed to actually voting <laughs> how she feels about the song uh janice uh please let us know how you felt about uh, uh this particular track if you did vote for it jeff brewer says i almost always skipped both of these since the 80s uh not a big fan of ed's synth tunes except maybe jump the instrumental is unspectacular and the synth line in one foot out the door is just there Corey's right though about ed's great solo saving the song so upvote um, I don't agree with you about the synth. I think synth is awesome. Synth is life. And uh, get yourself checked on that, Jeff Brewer. Uh, <laughs> nevertheless, I respect your opinion. And then finally, we got uh, some asshole named Chaz Mataz saying, Drunken Rager, this is the dangerous Van Halen Dave's father warned you about. In your face, and we don't give a fuck. Total filler, still killer. Ooh, he's a poet, this Chaz Mataz. <laughs> Man, this song, you know what? It's so friggin' bad. It is classic. It is hardcore. And that's why it gets <laughs> It's My Dream. Uh, because Van Halen could do whatever the hell they wanted by this point with this audience. And they were like, hell yeah, it was us, right? So, yeah, I can remember this coming on at a party. And, like, the girls like, what the fuck? And we're all like, ha, 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 ha. You don't get it. It's Time to hit the road. You know, I mean, oh, yeah, you know. God, yes, the memories. This one is just, yeah, talk about a closer, bring the house down. Yeah, it's so bad, it's great. Uh, that that is a uh, that that is an opinion. That is a perspective, <laughs> and I respect it. Um, but there it is, um, <laughs> Jeff. I know you're not a fan of the synth tunes, Jeff, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. One, and Tom maybe says one Sunday is days. dark and heavy like a nightmare so there you go like a nightmare yeah so there you go yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. thank you all so much again if you want your tweets uh, and we had a lot if you want your tweets guaranteed red join the Patreon so Corey I think it's time to uh, get to our favorite segment don't you think Oh, should we manifest something here tonight? I know the it's manifestations on the manifest. Discord have been yes. busy. Mm -hmm. It has been, yeah. Uh, I don't have the Discord pulled up at the moment. Let me... I got it. Just... Don't worry. Oh, you got it? Okay, cool. Yep. So, um, Chaz kind of, uh, you know, was a little controversial today when saying how much he hates humans being. Yeah. And, and went into detail why he... Because uh, <laughs> as part of that uh, Van Hagar remaster, uh, digitally they released uh, Humans Being remastered, which... Uh, again, I think it was Ryan uh, listened to both back-to-back uh, -back for quite a bit, and he noticed uh, you know, a small difference, but not a big one. But then Chaz went off on why he hated that great song, and then he went and, and manifested Spanked and said that was a better song than Humans Being. 
to at which point I'm going to wow. institute drug testing on the show because you got to be on something, dude. <laughs> yeah, I just think oh, uh, now, now I'm I'm questioning these analytics you put together because <laughs> oh man, mm, I don't know. I, those those Dave markings were just a little bit too high. Like, just, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, you, just, you you uh you you outed yourself by uh by dissing humans being so hard. How dare well, that's you? All right, don't come down here and test the footballs for air either. So no, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Here's oh, the deal. Here's, are you, you know what? Was that a was was that a shot against the Patriots? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Shots against the Patriots? No, are we doing that? Oh, oh, you don't so, want to go down no, that road. This, this is all above board. All above board, man. Look, that song sucks straight up. Humans being, come on. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant spanked. Oh, <laughs> spanked. Come on, man. Spanked. You know as well as I do, and every other man listening to this show. And you know exactly what they're talking about in that song, and you're embarrassed. That's why you're so damn shamed in the song. I, I have never called up anybody on the spanked line. Come on, 1-900-SPANKED, come on. Jeez. I lived in New York. I sold magazines. Those numbers were everywhere. <laughs> I had friends who almost put their parents in through bankruptcy because of their phone bill. Come You're on, really showing man. your age now. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Right. You That's go. when you had to have, we have purpose. We have some right. listeners that go like, did he say magazines? What is that? <laughs> magazines and telephones magazines, that yeah. had cords, telephones? right? You yeah, had to land, take like landline telephone, <laughs> right? Take it into the next room, sit behind the door. I mean, think about it. You had to be committed to those lines, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I really Scott's thinking, yeah, Scott, <laughs> yeah, Scott says maybe you're spending a little too much time on those spank lines. Well, you know, uh, again, again, you know, uh, chapter oh. 11 will take care of all that. Yeah, I agree with Jeff. Spank's not that bad. Like it can't be because uh, the the fuck album is is phenomenal. So when we get to it, I, I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to really dive into Corey's brain about uh, his his distaste really, for Spanked. But I want you're, you to you're gonna... when you do Spanked, it's got to be an event. We have to be all hands on deck. If that, comes I mean, yeah, on, I'm man. hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping for a live show at that. Yeah, point. Uh, you Jazz know, uh, is manifesting Spanked, and then uh, uh, Jeff Brewer's manifesting Atomic Punk. Kevin Brown yep. with Take Me Back because he, okay. he wants to get back to some balance. We do need more balance songs. Take me back. Uh, uh, oh, I don't Tom, know. of course, Humans Being, uh, 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 Scott Everett, Humans Being as well. Uh, Jeff Brewer, he's just like, he's just like you know what? Uh, oh, he's just talking about the remaster, but yeah. yeah. So a lot of Humans Being talk and uh, some spanked and then, of course, uh, we're going to uh, manifest our own for tonight. So I'm just going to throw it to you, Corey. What uh, among all of these songs and among the ones we have left, and there's not many, but uh, we there's still a, a fair few. What, what will it be tonight that uh, you really just want to dive into? Fuck you, Chaz. Let's have humans being. That's what I'm voting for. <laughs> I'll give you the play-by-play. There you go. Perfect. Stop uh, in the blow. <laughs> now, Chaz, you said uh, you said in the Discord you were going to manifest spanked. Uh, is that what you still want to manifest that? I am standing hard on spanked. He's standing hard. <laughs> That's right. Hard on spanked. Well, <laughs> we, we should you said it. be so lucky. Yeah. No. Well, actually, you said it. I'm just reiterating. There you go. So, All right. um, but here's but here's the thing, and this is not a bit, and I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to be funny, 
But uh, uh, the lady and I did just happen to uh, watch Twister the other night. And, of course, it just <laughs> revitalized the fact that, oh, my God, we still have not done Humans Being. And I fucking want to talk about that song so bad. So I, too, am going to manifest Humans Being. Uh, there's a lot of us. There's a lot of us manifesting it now. So maybe, maybe with the power of all of all of that manifestation, we can finally spin Amsterdam. So with that being <laughs> said... Uh, Chaz, if you're ready, uh, Corey, if you're ready and get uh, Sammy warmed up backstage, how many times do you think we should uh, pre uh, prime this thing? Well, you know what? We got uh, six people currently lurking, so I'm going to shuffle it go. six times. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, All man. right. Well, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, instead we're going to get So This Is Love from Fair Warning. So This Is Love, and no, we're not talking about the Cinderella song. We're talking Fair about warning. Fair Warnings. Yes. So This Is Love. So, uh, hey, all you pro Dave people, here you go. One more for you. Oh, <laughs> oh and you know what? Should've this known. is actually the last song we have to cover off of Fair Warning. We finished Holy our shit. first album. Whoa. Oh, my yeah. God. Hey. Who uh, who had fair warning on the bingo card of which one we would finish <laughs> first? Because I guarantee you, none of you, none of you had fair warning. I certainly You know what didn't. that means, Mark? Uh, we're, we're thinking about what should we do for a live show in August? We have our August live show. We're going to rank fair warning with all we're of our patrons coming up uh, some weekend here in August. Wow. What a journey. And uh, fair warning. So oh, yeah. Damn. Sure. Be was it before right we before we started the show, Fair Warning was one of the Van Halen albums that didn't get a lot of rotation uh, in my sort of personal listings. To uh, obviously the songs that I liked, wanted to uh, you know that I liked and was ready to talk about them, but uh, the album as a whole, I don't think I ever gave it from start to finish a full listen. So diving into yeah, there you go. Chaz has got the album in its record vinyl format. Uh, and you probably, did you buy that when it was uh, released or is that just a find later? So that's a find from my, uh, my daughter um, as of this last year, but yes, I right had on. it when it came out and it was <laughs> totally destroyed by the time that disappeared. Oh. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I mean, yes. it happens, it happens. At the before-mentioned uh, parties, yeah. yes. <laughs> that's the, uh, look, like, I, I'm a firm believer in physical media, kids, but that's the price you pay is that uh, <laughs> when you use said physical media uh, very often and a lot, uh, it's going to wear and tear. And eventually you're going to have to replace <laughs> said physical media. So, Oh, yeah. Um, but keep it alive. Keep it alive. I'm talking about your movies, your music, everything. Just keep it alive. Um, 
But yeah, fair warning. Uh, really, any any uh, full discussion, any sort of real thought I've given it has been because of the show. So um, it's cool. It's cool that this is this is gonna be the first one full album that we that uh, we have finished in this journey because. I could have sworn it was going to be Van Halen 3, and I was kind of hoping it was going to be Van Halen 3, but here we are. We finished Fair Warning first. Well, will Chaz take our rankings and make them into pretty graphics? Here's hoping. Yeah, man. He likes making <laughs> graphs, so hey, yeah. there you go. Just, uh, and get Tom on is already calling that. Yeah, he's saying there's already a spot in the song that's going to make me mad. Okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, you, full disclosure, you, I don't have much of a uh, of a history with this particular song, so I'm going to go into this pretty pretty damn fresh. So, whatever happens, happens. Does anyone on the call or in the chat know what this song was originally titled? Oh, I do not. No. Uh, uh, well, it was actually uh, uh, Poison used the same uh, title for one of their albums. With, with with the wrong uh, parentheses, they had a different parentheses, but it's they, oh. they they named one of their albums this title that was originally uh, this album here. Tom says he doesn't. Uh, everyone oh. on the call looks a little confused. Uh, Open up and say, uh? Nope, uh, flesh and blood. Oh, flesh and blood. Okay. Yeah, and then in parentheses, banana oil. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Yep. That was that was Dave, right? That yeah, that was Roth. That was that was yeah. probably Roth. Yeah, yeah. definitely Roth. And yes, that meant something. Definitely uh, Roth, flesh and yeah. blood. That's right. Flesh no. and blood. <laughs> There's probably a cartoon or some kind of doodle that goes along with it. Yes. And actually, All if you right. go in the Van Halen news desk, they actually show the original handwritten lyrics from 1981, and it's flesh and blood, and then uh, banana oil. Really? Yep. And, and now Kevin is hungry oil. for flesh because that was and the uh, typo. Wants... <laughs> Scott was was typing so so fast he thought he was going to win something. Flesh and blood. In flesh and blood. Kevin wants a flesh. T-shirt. Kevin flesh. Wants a it's flesh. a T-shirt. Flesh and blood. <laughs> flesh and, and blood. blood. There you oh, go. Uh, make that shirt, please. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right, should we just get into it then? You guys are ready? Yeah, let's let's yeah. dive in. All right, this is one of the singles uh, from 1981's. Fair warning, this is So This Is Love. There's the part that Tom was talking about that makes him so mad. They fade the baseline. Yeah. 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 I noticed that too. I was going like, wait, what's it? It almost sounded like the song was coming to an end as you began it. And I was like, wait, what the hell is happening? God, what year did this come out? I mean, it's been that long. Every damn time this song comes 81. on, I'm like, come on, what? Why, yeah. why do they do that? I mean, <laughs> it drives me insane. Yeah. Don't know why. I don't know. But why now, Mark, these lyrics. Yeah these lyrics mark sure let's talk about them come on what do you think leading up to uh, even through so this is love come on need your loving come on baby take me home 
evidently, and I don't know if this was true in his personal life, but I've noticed a pattern in a lot of his lyrics that uh, Dave was uh, fond about singing about ladies of the evening, let's just say. <laughs> Because, uh, I mean, my baby's on the corner and she's looking so fine. Like, yeah, a man needs love to live. I'm the living proof. Yeah. I was like, okay. So, you know, look, I'm not, I'm not here to kink shame. And if you gotta, you know, pay for entertainment, <laughs> go ahead and pay for it. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm noticing a pattern with a lot of Dave's lyrics and look, you may not enjoy Sammy's, uh, alien space talk, uh, but you know, he's not talking about hookers all the time. <laughs> this is poetry though. Come on. This, poetry? This. Really? Come on. Poetry? Okay. The way he delivers this, the swagger, this is just so classic. This is exactly what you expect from the best of Van Halen. I feel like a lot of the, that swagger is coming from the fact of the, the swing and the music though. Right. It's yeah. Quite, it's quite easy to sound pretty damn cool when the music is already sounding pretty damn cool. And all you got to do is follow. Catch me on my good up, side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if, if you can follow and keep up, then it doesn't matter. You could be literally scatting nonsense like Dave does sometimes. And uh, people will be like, that's the coolest shit ever. You know what I mean? A man needs love to live, and I'm living proof. Come on, man. He's there. He's like, come on, ladies. You know? Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. This is some of his, these are some of his most brilliant lyrics, actually. The way he just tells this story, it just unfolds. I love this one. He does have a way with words uh, to to paint a portrait. That's for sure. So (laughs) even if his, even if his, and I've, I've conceded that notion, even if he is, uh, painting you a portrait that's uh not so glamorous looking yeah. it's still a portrait and it's still uh, uh pretty perfectly manifested in your brain he's good about doing that that's true i i give sammy or i'm sorry i, I give dave all the props in the world for that all right yeah and tom yeah we have that coming round now buddy. on the on the baseline yeah absolutely yeah oh yeah <laughs> and then uh, kevin pointed out what i think of his dave's horny 15 year old lyrics <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, let's keep rocking. That snare, come on, the brown sound, this song, guys, yeah. Ooh, doesn't get better than that when you're trying to describe what does Van Halen sound like? Come on. Right it's there. got that, that, that great, yeah. yeah. It's got that great blue swing to it too. It's like uh, mm-hmm. ZZ Top esque in a way. I was ZZ Top yes, blues and yes, made yes. a party music, right? This is kind of that influence. Yeah, I was absolutely going to say Billy Gibbons definitely coming through on this one, and that's something that, quite honestly, your show um, really uh, got me to appreciate how big a fan he was of Billy Gibbons. Um, and I'd always kind of known it because I'd seen some stuff. But really, as we listen, as you guys listen, yeah, man. And people pointed out Billy Gibbons is all over it, the, the yeah. first six records. Yeah. 100%. When you can hear uh, 
the base. Uh, there's a lot of cool shit that uh, yes. that Michael is doing, and yep. um, yeah, it, it, the base, the low end does come up a lot more as the song uh, has has progressed. So, um, and shout out to Alex as well. Like, there's a lot of right. a lot of cool cool stuff happening in the uh, rhythm section, and I guess it really has to because they're the ones keeping the song alive yep. because it's a swing style. So like, that's just, that's all rhythm. That's all, you know, your, your percussive uh, sort of instruments, keeping the flow. Um, yep. Yep. Not to, not to take away anything from uh, Eddie's guitar playing, but right now his guitar playing is not really uh, at the centerfold. No. And you know, when you, when you play this song, I mean, I, I play this one with my band, we mess around with it and you know, you're, you're doing the finger picking and you're kind of getting that, that feel and you're kind of pulling the strings out. And then when you get into that, 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 uh, that swing, man, the, the song just rocks and, and you know, your, your singer really needs to be in the feel of it, right? This is a song that oh, is sure. all about the feel when it comes to what he's delivering. Yeah, it's the swagger. It's just like this is again just kind of classic like statement of what this band represented. Yep. Tom in the chat brought up a cool uh, quote from Wolfie uh, where he said when he joined the band he didn't want to do a bass solo. He said, "I've got the opening of So This Is Love, so I'm good." <laughs> and that's it, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, people give Mike some. I mean, so much crap for for Mike, but my God, I mean, his playing is phenomenal. I mean, oh, it has oh, yeah. always oh, been. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. All right, let's keep her All right, so uh, interesting tidbit about that solo is uh, it's actually a compilation of about four solos uh, put together by Ed and apparently recorded on the first attempt. Oh, my God. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, when I so I play my, my version of that, which is nothing like his. I can't do any of that rolling that he does in the middle part there. He's just kind of rolling over the fretboard, right? I mean, it's, mm -hmm. I can't even describe what he's doing there. But melodically, when you play this song, it's just so much fun, man. It just like the way it bounces around. It's got just you know such a great feel. And if you're just kind of keeping it within the feel of it and throwing you know a few uh, boomer bends and some you know some taps in in between, like you know in a cover band these days, you don't have people out there like you didn't play and you you know you don't have, you know those guys. They don't come to my shows, um, so <laughs> I can get away with it. But I honestly they come this, to my shows sometimes. Well, yeah. Well, you play some more sophisticated music. <laughs> <laughs> I think than what what my set list is comprised of, but um, that that technical uh, playing in this solo, I mean, to me, this is one of his most pristine solos. In fact, that's that section right there. That whole, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. my god. If you've tried to play that note for note, you know what I mean. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I found a, a cool a quote here from Guitar World. Uh, talking to Eddie, where he said, I definitely had a lot of pissed off energy in me that I got out on fair warning. It does have kind of a dark underlying tone to it. So why is this tasty piece of ear candy the only Van Halen song that can le legitimately be called jaunty? 
Credit Michael Anthony. The strutter positive bounces on the baseline, flowing into a smooth groove that finds the band thoroughly in the moment. You're damn right. Yeah, man. Totally. To hear it. Yep. All right, let's keep her going. Yes, she knows. She's mighty. She let it go. This is how I need love. This is how I need your love. I had to pause it there because Kevin pointed out that whip crack snare. Yes. And and you really hear yeah. it on that run He's there. Not yep. Yep. All day long, Kevin. It's funny in the chat, Tom is talking about, you know, that sweet solo, good spark. And then Jeff is like, yeah, that slippery part of the solo is a pain in the butt to recreate. Kind of gave up years ago. (laughs) Right. That's what I was saying, Jeff. Exactly exactly what I was saying. I mean, it's not a testament to your guitar playing. It's it's a testament to Eddie's, you know. His fingers, just the way he can move. Don't try to, I tell, he is is often... uh, uh, attempted to be uh replicated but it's never duplicated you know it's like it's uh imitated rather is what i'm saying yeah yeah duplicated I know because, uh, but even so it, no i guess to all guitar players just know your lane and don't try because, like, <laughs> exactly. just, yeah. just don't because like you're never gonna get the exact tone eddie had no. because you don't play like he does like nobody plays no. like that and he just had tone of the gods in his hands and you know there's very a lot of guitar there's a there's select few guitar players out there that have that and you can attempt it you can learn it note for note all you want but it's not gonna have the same feel because you're not no. the person playing it so no, this... don't let that discourage you that's all i'm saying because like it's eddie van halen what do you gonna do right there's there's a couple like to that point right there's a couple of guys that can hit an a chord and you know exactly who it is like eddie van halen can hit an a chord you know it's eddie brian may can hit an a chord you know it's brian may right there are those that can kind of take that like you said it's in the fingers and it's just you know you know there yeah yep all right let's keep going go so, so this, this is, is love. love so there it was uh from fair warning and that wraps up the fair warning album on this show it's the first album we have wrapped up you guys holy crap amazing i didn't think uh it, i mean eventually of course logistically we would get to the end of an album but again didn't think it was going to be fair warning so uh there you go you guys um and and now we just have to we have to review it so stay tuned for the uh announcement of a live show in which we will do as such but until that time it's time to vote on uh so this is love and how we felt about it Chaz Mataz, you are the uh the guest for the evening and you are the uh um analytical expert 
slash, uh, uh, you know, all these other adjectives. But what I want to know, analytics be damned. I want you to think with your heart, not with numbers. Is so this is love, what dreams are made of, or is the dream over? Wow. So you want me to put all of my analytic training aside, yep. all of the work that I do to yep. make people data-driven so they can be insight-driven. You want me to go with intuition? Yep. You want me to read the tea leaves? Okay. Read I'm reading the tea leaves. Yeah, I don't know if I telegraphed too much during the song there, but God, I mean, this one is just, yeah, for me, you know, like you guys have seen, and as we're seeing now in the numbers, um, you know, the strength of the songs on Fair Warning, all of them, what dreams are made of, every single one of them. It's the way you guys have both voted every single track on this album, um, well, except for One Foot Out the Door, right? Um yeah. So other than that, that one mulligan there, um, this this is actually yeah, just so just definitive of who this band was, what they meant to the partying people of the 80s when we were living it, man. This song was <laughs> this, this song was really much was was it. You know, this is love. This is what we need. This is what we were all in it for, man. We picked up guitars. Why? You know, we wanted to be with the girls. You know, we wanted them to look at us. We, we wanted to, you know, the cool guys to envy us and the chicks to uh, date us. So, you know, that's what it was all about. And uh, shit. You know, the, the other theme that you kind of pointed out in Dave's songs, right? You know, it's that idea that uh, he's, I, I think, too, you know, prostitutes. Uh, he's into sugar mamas, too. And women that will finance his lifestyle. <laughs> I love that one line, you know, pay my bills. Yeah. You know, and he meant that, you know, I love the way he kind of laughs afterwards. Oh, like, dream. yeah, right. That's the real deal. Um, and this song was, it's just, it's all a part of that. This was just that golden era. So well, here's there my bias go, so. on full display. <laughs> <laughs> to, to end fair warning. There you have it. Chaz votes yay to the shocker of no one. Uh, but uh, but the real shocker has is yet to come. Perhaps, maybe I don't know because I got to ask my podcasting partner Corey. Do you think so? This is love. The end of fair warning. It's the end of an era, so to speak. Uh, the first the first bit end of an era uh, as far as the show goes is so. This is love. What dreams are made of, or is the dream over? Hmm. <laughs> I'm a clean sweep on Fair Warning. I've uploaded every single song, and I don't feel bad about it. Uh, if it helps, uh, I probably would have downvoted Sunday Afternoon in the Park if it would have counted, but it doesn't. It's an instrumental. No. Nope. Um, uh, it, 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 it's okay. But uh, I, it's certainly my, probably my least favorite thing on Fair Warning. And actually, uh, So This Is Love, uh, probably my third favorite track on this record. I know we're not ranking them yet, but, mm -hmm. you know, there's a combination of Unchained, Mean Streets, Hear About Later, and So This Is Love that I kind of mi mix around in my top four. Uh, so I haven't done my final rankings yet, but this has always been one of my favorite tracks on Fair Warning. I absolutely love this track. Um, I, lo I love that 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 bluesy swing to it. Dave is singing the fuck out of it. Uh, Kevin mentioned the snare, like the drums on this sound great. Love yeah. the bass. Uh, that guitar solo is fire. Love the outro on it. That uh, you know, I, I love it when it's not actually a fade out. It's like that that down, 
pan out, you know, give us a little something. Yes. It was just a cool, punchy way uh, to end the song. Uh, and then this would lead into Sunday Afternoon in the Park. Uh, talk about weird sequencing. You go from something fun like that to the horror movie vibe of, of Sunday Afternoon in the Park is kind of interesting. But this is absolutely what dreams are made of for me. Uh, Mark Meyer, that leaves it up to you. You're not perfect. Uh, upvotes on a fair warning. You downvoted one foot out the door. Are, are you going to make it two on this record? Is this what dreams are made of? Or is the dream over? Not that I wanted to end uh, the first full album on the show on a downer, uh, because I would have, and I was very close to. However, uh, there were a lot of factors in this song that really uh, sell the upvote, you know what I mean? Um, just getting it out of the way, uh, Eddie Solo. Eddie Solo, and this is not the first okay. time where I've thought the song was just kind of okay, but then Eddie Solo comes in and go, well, he saved it, so that's a, mm. an automatic upvote for me. It's not the first time. It's happened It's happened several times in the show. Sometimes uh, I've admitted it, and then sometimes it's just kind of been in my brain, like, well, if not for that solo. Uh, this is one of those where I was kind of feeling a bit kind of meh about it, not to say huh. that uh, everything that the boys are doing isn't good, because it is. Um, but I was just like, how often am I really going to find myself going back to it, revisiting it and feeling good about that decision? You know, that's that's the thing. Those are the kinds of things I think about when I uh, decide to upvote or downvote a track is uh, uh, replayability. I'm big. I'm big on that. Like if, if I can't uh, go back to it and still feel something then chances are that it's going to get a downvote. This one, however, was very, very close. But that solo yeah. saved it. I really love what the rhythm section is is doing. I mean, is it that classic Van Halen swing style? Yes. Um, does that get old? Not really. Sometimes that depends on uh, how it's uh, how it's treated um, vocally, how it's treated uh, lyrically. And I'm a look. I'm a sucker for that. Being a, a vocalist myself, so I'm gonna have a bias. However, um, as much as I want to poke fun at the lyrics for that one or for, for this song in particular, and I can, and I will, but at the same time, does it fit the narrative of the structure of the song? Yes, it does. And is the song adequate? Yes. It's more than adequate. Actually it's, it, it rocks, it rips. Uh, and that solo just adds to it. So for that being said, for all those reasons, although it's not a huge, huge thumbs up, it is still a thumbs up. It is still what dreams are made of. So there you go. Full clean sweep. We have done fair warning. It is in the books. So, yeah. But we can't leave it alone yet because now Corey wants to play his favorite game. How many times did they play this song live? How many times did they play So This Is Love? So This Is Love. All right. Because Chad did all the work on the analytics, let's go with you, Mark, for stealing my fucking bid as the game show host and (laughs) and ruining my night. We're going to start with you. Mark Meyer. how many times did Van Halen perform So This Is Love? Well, I'll, uh, I'll I'll bring back your, uh, your uh, I'm sorry I ruined your night, but I'll bring it back to you because I'm going to guess very horribly. Uh, so this is love. I think they probably played this thing maybe 80 times. 80 times. All right. Chaz Mataz. Remember, Price is Right rules. Got to be uh, closest to the actual number without going over. How many yeah. times do you think they performed So This Is Love? I'm going to go a little higher on that one. I'm going to say, uh, how about 175? 
175. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Chaz Mataz, you went over. It was actually 159 times. Damn. Oh, no. uh. yeah, first, first time they played it, May 12th, 1981, at the Halifax Metro Center in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Oh, man. The last time they Nova played Scotia. it, last time they played it, July 3rd, 2008, at the Festival de Tete de Quebec in 2008. Boy, Canadians <laughs> love that too, man. I was about man. to say, yeah, is this like it. an exclusively like, Canadian tune? Take like, off, you eh? Eat this shit up, yeah. You hosers are into that one, eh? <laughs> that's right eh? we love ourselves some swingy rocket <laughs> well Look, it's just so up, upbeat and feel good right the only I've got like, distant you know, relatives that, that are uh, i've got quebecers that are distant relatives so you would think this would uh, play to my sensibilities a little bit more but no not so much maybe <laughs> it's know, too much of that american influence i don't know my vocalist had to be sold on this one too i don't know what it is and then you know we we eventually we dropped it so we're not playing it anymore um because yeah it's just one of those songs that if the feel's not there and the vocalist just isn't into it can't yeah Yeah. if this is a particular song that you either have the like okay this song you have to embody that spirit that we were talking about yeah this this is a very much very much a uh dave swagger song yeah yeah you know like and if you're if you're good at that then you're gonna pull it off no problem all right case in point would Sammy do well with this song? I don't think so. And no. Sammy, I think, is a great singer, but I don't think he would have done well with this particular song because that's Agreed. not his style. He doesn't so, do uh, blues well, and he doesn't do blues rock well, or as well as Dave, anyway. Look at what he not, did on yeah, not a, as a political well, blues. Yeah. Like, that exactly. was awful. So, <laughs> so, I mean, like... like Plus, how you really feel. I mean, but at least, you know, but I mean, the thing is like what Sammy does well, he does real, real well, but yeah, you know, absolutely. he's not, he's not a perfect 100%. singer. I'm no, not going to no. say he's a perfect singer. No. He's not. Um, and where he does not succeed a lot of times, at least based on our uh, journey here, Dave does succeed. And this is a particular song that could not have been done very well without Dave. Uh, you would not have heard this in the Gary era. And if you had, you would not have liked it. I guarantee you wouldn't have, because I don't think Gary has that swing spirit within him. He might try and he'll try his best, but I don't think it's there. Just no. like Sammy. Sammy could have tried, but I don't think it would have been there. I, don't, I just don't think it would have uh, felt like that. Yeah. But uh, Tom brings up a good point. Would Dave have pulled off a political blues better no, that was such I, an odd song. I personally song. don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is an odd song. So, uh, so you that's can tell that like, one didn't come from the band, right? That came from. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's the worst of both worlds, if you will. Yeah. On that <laughs> particular thing. So, so you know, you say what you will about it, but yeah, it's. Uh, but I understand your vocalist's uh, perspective on that, and it's like, yeah, no, because he may not have feel like he has that David Lee Roth swagger. And if he doesn't have that, if no singer has that, they are not going to pull off a song like this very well. So, right. It's like you see those goes. guys that are doing those really uh, intense uh, Van Halen tribute bands where the guys dressed up and, you know, yeah. they all look like the part and all that. And that's let where, me, let me put it to you this way. I, I live in Nashville and I, I have seen the Broadway performers uh, always. And lots of times, most of them do songs that are well out of their 
not not even vocal range just their range of like this is not your lane this is not a song you should be doing because you don't have that sensibility right do not do not do a steve perry song if you cannot hit the notes like he could hit them do not do an axel rose song if you don't have that little bit of axel rose swagger and also why are you doing guns and roses on broadway but and, and i would reiterate do not do david lee roth unless you have the david lee roth swing and swagger because that's very hard to replicate it's there's a reason why if you look there's a reason why we shit all over gary's album because sometimes (laughs) it feels like that's exactly what he's trying to do and if not dave he's trying to do it uh he's trying to do a sammy hagar any of those dude like i understand you're in van halen but don't do that because it's not coming across as authentic it's coming across as cheap so and we already know like he's already established himself in a great band like extreme he's got nothing to prove so don't oh, yeah, do that and, yeah, and for the broadway performers sure. don't do that shit either just stop just just know know your lane it's cool to push the limits but know your lane you know and i'm saying that to myself too know your lane asshole <laughs> you're not gonna see me out there singing usher songs this is integrity folks you know that's <laughs> it but, uh never never you know all that to say uh uh there you have it oh whoop Hey, there you go. I was like, oh, are we entering real going to bring that back again? All right. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, beautiful oh, girl. I see. I, I see what you're Why? We, we just Why need you... a little something underneath uh, <laughs> during, during Mark's rantings. Under my, oh, yeah. That's true. I, I, uh, Where's I Kevin? Function better when there's Kevin's still here? <laughs> no. He won't be for long. Left the chat. <laughs> beautiful Kevin girl. Kevin left the chat. So. Alrighty. Yeah, lest we, lest we be sued this? about that because oh that my is, God. That is one copyright suit I don't think we need to be hit with because it's just not worth it. I would have <laughs> so. rather heard them like do you know a, a duet with Rihanna or something. I mean, just like come on, what the hell was that, guys? <laughs> anything, anything. I, seriously, yeah, right? I mean, seriously. anything else. I know. Anything other than that, they could have tried a, wow. a dubstep edition of a song, and I would have been like, yeah. Oh all right. my God. Well, somebody brought that. up Mark McGrath. Right, so somebody brought up Sugar Ray. Somebody brought up, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. well, I guess yeah. so I heard the story of Mark McGrath. He was at least inspired by the Beatles. I don't know what the fuck inspired this thing. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? Oh my well, god. Yeah. People like Mark McGrath. You can talk shit about Mark McGrath all we want, but like, whatever he wrote the dude great pop did, songs. like, I mean, yeah, he he and his his boys in Sugar Ray did something right because they were on top of the world for a while. You guys, Hell yeah, and it was and they did it with like multiple songs from different albums. It's it's very strange. You can't even call them one hit wonders because they were not one hit wonders. They were several hit wonders from different albums. It's yeah, man. Very strange how that works out. But hey, look, sometimes you just know. Uh, you know your audience, you know who to placate to. And you know who knew their audience? Van Halen knew their audience. Even when the audience wasn't sure what the hell they wanted to listen to, Van Halen's like, we got you. You're going to enjoy it. And if you don't, then you'll enjoy something. And uh, maybe a little, a little bit later, you'll enjoy the shit that we're putting out now. Uh, put out the door. Like, <laughs> I'm, hoping, I'm hoping, uh, uh, yeah, like the, the pro Rothers anti-Hagar uh, guys will at least listen to our show listen to some of the songs during the hagar era and go like okay that's not as bad as i originally had thought um you know there are some examples that are not going to help that cause but i mean whatever I know, but that is help yet. me 
to your point, yeah. I'm one of those guys, you know, so very hardcore Roth guy, but um, listening go. to the yeah. show and, and, you know, Sammy as well. I mean, I've got fuck, I've got, you know, guitar picks from the fuck tour. I, you know, I'm, nice. I'm a big fan of Van Halen through the years, but like I was realizing last week as a result of this show and the stuff we do looking at the analytics and stuff like that, if I'm being honest, like, you know, about this, you know, hardcore Eddie, you know, fan that I am, um, when 5150 came out, I was really kind of taken back. I was like, oh, shit, this is totally different. Oh, my God, because the guitar tone was totally changed. And like the first you know, song was not aggressive. And like what I was saying is if they had put out um, Get Up as the first song, I would have been like, holy shit, the aggression is on. He's on fire. He's got something to prove. But like right. when they came out with the top 40 stuff, I was like, oh, no. And so it just it took me longer to kind of get there. But I, I was there pretty, pretty quick. I mean, and, you know, yeah. was then a fan through the era because I was a fan of Eddie's. But I got to say, it's just like the energy and the fire and the spunk from the first six records. Yeah, that was not there during that Hagar era. And I'm sorry, but Humans Being, for me, epitomizes everything that was the worst of that era. I mean, that solo is the god-awful worst fucking piece of shit he's ever recorded. In, uh, in terms of a guitar solo from Eddie Van Halen, I mean, my God, my nephew, who was like, you know, just learning guitar when he was two, could do a better job in that song. But anyway, that's another song for another day. Well, that is a that's a take. And I, while I might agree with you that uh, uh, that solo is not Eddie's best solo, he's definitely Ooh. not tr- he's not attempting the best solo ever. Um, well, that was my point. We, that was my point. Yeah. He wasn't even attempting. It. None of them were. They were phoning that song in, and like you know, the shine on, shine on. That comes out of nowhere. I, the lyrics to me, that song just is so disconnected and so. It was a bad period of time, you know, in their lives and everything. It was just bad. I, I, I well, we'll get that. we'll get into that more when we actually spin humans being because like there's a, there's a lot to be said about it. Uh, I love that Kevin mentioned that he got Gary rolled again, but uh, we're not yes. gonna. No, I, I would say you got, got Sharoned, motherfucker. That's what it is. I like the exact better. quote was, "I'd rather listen to a nun chewing her own leg off than that damn song again." I've been Gary rolled again. Why? Why a nun specifically? I want to know. Like, what, and what what nun is so desperate she's gonna chew her leg off i don't know like, and... but i'm telling you whenever whenever either yourself mark or a guest goes off on a tangent i'm playing the song as, as almost like the hook <laughs> to get him off the stage that's oh, <laughs> so basically the next time you know the, this guy has the notion to start ranting which is yeah. you know kind of what i do and you know it's this been known color. to happen it's get him sharoned i've been known it. to rant or two you're gonna sharon yes. me like God look and it. gary right, deserves well, that he deserves that with the connotations of being sharoned with that song he totally deserves that no apologies well the, with well with that being said i think we found a new way to uh the next time uh mariano decides to uh, hijack the show we know how to there you go. how to shut him up real quick. That's right. Just yep. Sharon him. Sharon him real quick. It'll be fine. But, uh, that's a, a story for another day. Uh, for now, though, give us a, a, a big hand to our to our guests and our analytical expert, uh, Chaz, Chaz Mataz, joining us on the show. Thank you so much, Chaz, for being a part of this. Thank you for your work on oh, the graphs, thanks, on the charts, on everything, keeping us uh, going. And uh, I guess I guess you got some new stuff, uh, some new data 
to input with uh, the completion of fair warning on the show so i do absolutely yeah absolutely so we'll keep it running and uh check in with you guys regularly for an update on where the horse race is at and as new visualizations are created i'll uh, post it out to the discord for the patrons and uh keep it rocking guys uh but great job as always and thank you for having me it's a real pleasure to be here Always a pleasure having you and uh, always a pleasure having a, a supporter like yourself. So thank you so much for being a supporter of the show, not not just in uh, in tweets and in poll results and coming on the show, but you're on our Patreon, so uh, we appreciate that, as well as our other patrons on the show. So let me just go through the list here. Thank you to Matt Lacoste, Nate from the Deep Purple Podcast, Rave Flave. Josh Caldwell, Greg Zito, Michael Griffith, uh, Sean McGinnity from Meet the Geeks, Kevin Brown, Per Lineker, Scott Monroe, Ryan Powell, Jeff Brewer, Ben Adriozzi, Tim, uh, I'm sorry, Tom Armbruster, Scott Everett, Heath McCoy, and our newest patron, thank you so much, Janet uh janice risco so thank you all so much for uh, your contributions thank you for your support keeping the uh uh the the lights going on and the podcast of rock and keeping us motivated and uh just honestly just giving us good shit to talk about because uh you guys keep the conversation really interesting you always come up with some cool stuff in the discord for one uh you can join the discord if you join the patreon and if you guys aren't on the patreon still uh, I tell you, we've got tiers that will work for you that, uh, you know, whatever you can give. But uh, if we don't have something, a, t- a particular tier that you would like, let us know. We'll make it just for you because we're easy that way. So thank you all so much. Corey, always a pleasure. Always a fun uh, uh, time uh, doing these with you. Uh, we're not done. We still got so much more. Tell the people where they can find the goings on of the show and uh, the like minded shows, would you? Yes, you can find us at www.podcastlorock.com. You can catch up on old episodes. Uh, reach out to us uh, on the website. I know we uh, got a lovely message from a guy who was a roadie for Van Halen back in the 80s and told oh. us he enjoyed the show. So thank awesome. you very much for that, sir. Yeah, that's fantastic. Get yourself some merch. Uh, Chaz is wearing a, a gorgeous red T-shirt with the gold uh, Best of Volume 1 uh, logo inspiration for the on the podcast, Rock. Thank you very much for your support. Go get yourself some merch. I'm going to pick some up uh, before I head off to the Kiss Conference concert this november in saskatoon uh so that'll be a lot of a lot of fun i'm digging uh, your you know, shirt there Corey. you got the nice yes i got the old style yeah, yeah, that's the, nice the, the the old uh dave lee roth era van halen that's that why one. we spun yeah, the yeah. lr tonight yeah all right um you can find us uh online I, I don't know mark are we on threads yet is that a thing uh we're i is mean it? We, we have an Instagram, but we haven't, like, committed to threads yet, so... Uh, All right, well, get on no. that. Come on, start pulling <laughs> sure, your own okay. way, for fuck's sake. Right, I'm so barely got... on threads myself, so okay. <laughs> but we got Instagram, we got Facebook, we got uh, Twitter, at uh, Podcast Will Rock. Uh, you can interact with us there. Uh, Mark, will leave the poll up longer, I think, this time. I think you pulled it down a little too quick uh, this last week. We had a couple people ask, uh, how long did you leave days. the poll up for? Three days. Oh, see, I usually give them five. So there you go. Oh, you you're a little more, yeah. Oh, you're a little more okay. hard ass than I am. I figured we skewed. record on Wednesday. Be skewed. <laughs> All right, I'll oh, give you guys the full week this time. You totally fucked up the stats. There you go. Great. Just I'm gonna like have that. to make an annotation <laughs> on the chart. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Great. Good oh, job, well. Mark. All right. All right. <laughs> Way to go, Mark. Look, yeah. it's, look, it's not the first mistake I've yet, Mark. <laughs> not the first mistake I've had on the show. As uh, everyone is, oh my God, Corey. Before you continue, uh, I have to, I have to stop you. 
and I have to go back and uh, throw in a new segment because uh, we didn't have just one poll this week. We had two polls. <laughs> yes. You see, well, we didn't we have a poll. A... What well, one of our listeners put up a poll that I saw that. Our, our friend False Premise uh, had a had a had a poll going. Uh, the the pod, podcast will rock poll saying, uh, uh, "Do you listen to each episode to celebrate the mighty Van Halen or to keep book on Mark's errors?" And uh, we had an, <laughs> no. And I will say I will say we had an astounding an astounding number of 6.3% uh people keep books on Mark's errors uh versus Fuck. the uh, the 93.8 of like right. we celebrate the money Van Halen. So so to those uh and that was out of 16 votes. So uh to those of you keeping books on Mark's errors, please uh tweet me at Mark the Bat and let me know uh all the ways I fucked up for today's show. So uh, well, I just wanted and, to point and- that out. Yeah, and let me know to Ridge Chaz Charles, and we'll build a chart, and we'll put it in there. Mark's fuck-ups. We'll have a nice little chart, and we can get the dates of the shows, and we can show the progression over time. Since False Premise put up that first <laughs> first poll, uh, I'm just going to assume he's just going to uh, keep it up again. So uh, the, have at it, I guess. Give, cool, give we'll integrate that, yeah. Do. Yeah. yeah, false premise. Reach out, man. I think we're friends. Yeah, I think we're, <laughs> so we're, there we're you go. So, so anyway, yeah. continue, Corey. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. my, my favorite Mark fuck up will always be you almost come very close to getting uh, Tom's name wrong uh, in the Patreon. Yeah, I think did. you called him Tim one week <laughs> and you <laughs> almost did it again. <laughs> almost did it tonight. And I was like, yeah. nope, nice. it's not Tim. It's definitely not so, Tim. <laughs> so false premise, make sure you're keeping track of those two because it's been like half a dozen times now, I think, Mark, where you've <laughs> fucked up I Tom's just... name in some way. I think you know why because when I see Tom, he just looks like an enchanter, and the enchanter from Monty Python and the Holy Grail's name is Tim. That's right. So that's what it is. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, you can also find us as part of the Deep Dive Podcast Network, which is slowly becoming uh, the Corey Kevin Scott uh, podcast universe. Because between the three of us, I think we do like half the shows now on the Deep yeah. Dive Podcast Network. Let's it's run CMPU, through them all. you, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first off, we have myself and Scott Haskin do a little show called Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. Uh, myself and John Mariano do a show called Backtracks Theme Music, talking our favorite music in movies. Uh, myself and Kevin Brown have just started a new <laughs> show called The Ultimate Catalog Clash. Season one is taking a look at Phil Collins era Genesis. Uh, the first uh, proper episode uh, dropped this week, and I am waiting for all my hate mail from the UK any day now because oh, 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 oh. I, uh, I, I'm not kind to the proggy Genesis sound, and I'm sure I'm going to hear about it. Uh, Kevin Brown also does two fantastic shows, one being the Tom Petty Project, the other being Seaside Pod Review, a Queen podcast with yes. his good buddy Randy Woods. Um, do not bug uh, Kevin for downvoting 39, even though no one else on the planet can understand it and i don't understand it why he downvoted one of brian may's greatest songs makes no fucking sense but hey kevin you do you and enjoy what? all the hate mail you've been getting on that what? he downvoted what 39 do? like, how could you do it, that it, it, it's the highlight of a queen concert when brian gets out there with the 12 string and plays 39 and gets the crowd singing with them it, it's absolutely phenomenal kevin's just a a, a thief of joy he hates but everything. I, oh, but I respect, I respect the fact that oh. kevin's just like this one nah yeah, fuck it, wow. done, out. But I, I, I think he's been hearing about it online. So I want to encourage that. Please make Kevin feel as bad as you can for downvoting 39 and Randy for downvoting. Yeah, as, as a song. representative of the Brian May guitar 
company and you'll, you'll find me actually out there listed on the featured artists on their page oh. um, <laughs> for, for the United States of America. Chaz Charles is there oh, with his red special, but I got to say, you're not being, yeah, you, you need to revisit things. You need to reevaluate something. Something's wrong with your data. If you're finding a problem with that song. Something's Find some joy in your life, Kevin Brown. Find some joy. Uh, let's keep it going here. Scott Haskin has <laughs> a show called Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast. Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast. The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered. Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods. That's a better Queen podcast. I'm sure they love 39. <laughs> Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Madman, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priestcast. Clay and Riot North by South podcast. That's Canadian versus music versus American music. It's a lot of fun. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What, talking all things Megadeth. Quinn at and Volume for All. Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette podcast. Chaz and Greg are wrapping up regarding Lulu pretty quick. That has been an interesting experiment. Chaz, maybe real quick, tell us about regarding Lulu. Because oh, I can't listen to that fucking album, so I haven't heard too much of <laughs> the show. That's why you've not responded to any of That's those right. texts. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, radio silence, crickets. So my friend Greg and I listened to uh, Lulu by Lou Reed and Metallica. We listened to all 10 tracks. Uh, we we did it every other week for what like two and a half three months or however long it took and uh, holy shit so we got through the whole thing begin to end um, when I when I bought it in 2011 I thought it was the worst thing I never heard in my life um, <laughs> worse than John Lennon Yoko Ono Two Virgins worse than Metal Machine Music I mean worse than a lot of predecessors um, so you know a lot of hype because a book came out um, Lou Reed. Um, was a, a Tai Chi practitioner and uh, his spouse put out a book, um, you know, a straight line, my journey through uh, Tai Chi. And uh, in it, there were all these, uh, you know, reminiscences from uh, Lars Ulrich and, you know, particularly about, you know, how uh, great Lulu was and how it stood the test of time and how, and then he kind of went into kind of talking about what they went through recording that record and, you know, what it was all about, what it meant to Lou and what it meant to them. And, and I was like, wow, you know, I don't think maybe I was uh, as fair as I needed to be in listening to this thing because it did become Lou Reed's last work. You know, he died shortly thereafter. So uh, the thing that really turned me around, though, and made us do this podcast was we had heard through the grapevine that David Bowie told Laurie Anderson, Lou's uh, widow, uh, that this would come to be regarded as Lou Reed's masterpiece. This is what David Bowie said to her in all like right, right after the wake, right after the funeral, whatever. So like really in this one of these tender moments. So we were like, wow, if Bowie saying that we really probably need to revisit it so my my friend greg and i we we did it we sat through all 10 tracks it was brutal i don't want to reveal the outcome because it's meant to uh be out there and and, and let you all go uh, experience the journey with us at various points yeah i don't know that we'll get anybody to ever go and listen to all 10 episodes so we've got one more to go and we're gonna sit and we're gonna listen to the whole thing end to end and go through our reminiscences uh with some of the 
the the three or four people who did listen to us the entire way. Um, so we're going to do it as a panel uh, again, kind of inspired by you guys. Um, and that recording is coming up, and uh, yeah, it'll be our retrospective on what the hell we did and what the hell were we thinking. And um, gotta say though, you know, like like we've heard with Van Halen three, there are those works out there by our favorite bands that require more of us as fans, right? So this is really where we kind of came from with with Lou Reed. It's like, okay, I'm Metallica. Well, well, I'm a big Metallica fan, so we'll give it a fair shake. And uh, we did. And so the proof is out there regarding Lulu is the podcast. It's member of the Deep Dive Podcast Network. Corey is a, a featured, uh, your virtual uh, twin, uh, your digital twin is is uh, a constant presence on our show. Um, but again, you guys inspired it all. And, and thanks. It was a wonderful journey. And um, yeah, you can check us out there and you can check me out on uh, Twitter. Ridge Chaz Charles, uh, always interacting with these guys because uh, this is the best podcast out there well thank you sir and please we join the patreon try. because you can yeah. talk to chaz on the discord channel he's signed up here this week so uh you can converse with chaz and ask him about humans being why he hates it so gosh darn much <laughs> uh, but we got a few more friends i should mention here before we call it a night of course uh sean and todd at the sean geek and fast Red podcast you're all doomed a friday the 13th podcast the dlr cast the bogus loader show pot of thunder the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting booked on rock with the legendary eric senich dissect that film and three's company to a rewatch podcast mark Kamire, i think that's it for me uh where can the folks find you and what do you got coming up at mark the bat on twitter and instagram you can yell at me personally for all the things i've done wrong and let me know when uh when another poll comes about and like mark is uh right from score of one to 50 uh where would you rank his stupidity level 50 being the uh highest intelligence so uh, we can come up with one of those needles and people can vote every week yeah. How about that and uh yeah join the patreon <laughs> so that uh you can maybe find a way to throw a, a huge wrench into uh, the analyticals that chas puts on <laughs> oh no here we go let's let me redo this because uh, i just think um i'm an agent of chaos and sometimes chaos is funny so there you go do that um you uh at the time of this recording uh we just finished our tribute night to david bowie uh in nashville tennessee so to all of you that were there thank you guys so so much for uh your contributions man lots of fun was had so thank you and uh thank you to Corey. thank you to Chaz. on behalf of all of us here on the podcast we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.